How's it going, everybody? Alex Bobbins here. New podcast for you. I had a discussion with uh, my colleague from our uh, development and engineering department, uh, Isabel, around food safety, tetrapaxiseptic systems, good manufacturing practices, and how those are playing a role in making sure that we can have secure food supply chains using tetrapack technology in this era of COVID-19. Hope you enjoyed the uh, podcast and uh, please let me know what you think and uh, look forward to speaking to you soon. You know, when we talk about a subject and we talk about food safety, I think, you know, to the average person, you know, when we say food safety, practically speaking, what does that mean? You know, is there something specific about our processes, about our certifications or about our technologies that really can give the sense of confidence and comfort when it comes to food safety in our packages? Well, I mean, Tetrapack has a track record of driving septic technology. So I think it really means what is a septic and why is Tetrapack? It's always been important to Tetrapack. And, you know, um, the reason the septic systems are important is because they remove all of the bacteria and viruses from the uh, the product, the, the the milk or juice or whatever it is that you you plan to consume from the Tetra Pak package, and then it encases that product in a sterile system into a Tetra Pak carton, which is a composite barrier which reduces the oxygen uh, trans transfer into the product and the light and odor transfer from the product out and, and odors and light into the product. And that therefore allows the product to remain in that sterile state for a very stable amount of time in you know, ambient temperatures as in a, just general room temperatures. With, with an aseptic Tetra Pak package, there's no need to refrigerate your product and you can be very certain due to the technology and the processes around the technology that our customers use to secure that quality of food safety, that that product will be safe to consume for months after that product has initially been packaged. And I think on the heels of, you know, a lot of the challenges we've seen with COVID and how a lot of companies have adapted to manage through, you know, some of the challenges we've seen or the, the business implications we've seen to drive food safety. So what would you say, Alex, is your perspective on how Tetra Pak has been, uh, I guess, leading the way or paving the way when it comes to really protecting what's good when it comes to the safety of our packages? Yeah, well, I think in Tetra Pak, I, I think the first thing that you have to understand is that, you know, food safety is just the most core thing that there could be to a company like Tetra Pak, you know, as a company that sort of brought about the aseptic liquid packaging industry, as it were, we, it, it couldn't be something that's more core to a company and something that we identify with more strongly than, than food safety. And with the UN Food and Agricultural Organization bringing about the, uh, the World Food Safety Day, and this is, I think, the second, it was the first time was last year, I think it really brings into a more sharp focus on a much more broad scale why it's something that we still have to talk about from a food safety perspective and why it's something that's important for us to be able to improve. And, uh, and when we look at the septic technology, we know that uh, sterilizing the product is a good thing from a long-term packaging point of view and a preservation of food point of view. But I think these incidents like we're seeing now and the, the unprecedented times that we're in 
are really bringing about an even sharper focus on how those processes help us improve the way that we are. Thanks. So I guess if I were to, to shorten it or to summarize, could do you think it's a safe statement to say that in light of coronavirus, uh, you know, challenges and situations, there is because of how our protocols when it comes to food safety, there's no way the virus or any other virus to that matter can come into our packages and our sterilizing technology in terms of our uh, high temperature treatments of the product before it reaches our Tetra Pak uh, filling machine and, and the aseptic tanks and all of the production chain that we have that runs on the aseptic system. It's really designed, maintained and managed with a lot of very robust processes and very reliable mm -hmm. processes. Um, I think it also has to highlight that there are a lot of very important things that our customers do and we do in the supply chain to that end package that, that also helps secure that. So we have something called good manufacturing practices, which are a original term from uh, the pharmaceutical industry some years ago. And those also help, the, help make sure that hygiene levels and cleanliness levels in the production facility and around the people who work in the production are maintained at a level which help ensure that things like bacterial load are kept very low in the production video, um, facility that itself. And we, we know and we've seen some great examples just in recent months of our customers even increasing the amount of effort and work that they're putting into those good manufacturing practices to make doubly sure that, for example, they don't have anyone working in their production at that time who may have the virus. And uh, so they, there are even additional precautions being taken by ourselves for our packaging material and our customers for their production to make sure that this virus isn't spread through Tetra Pak packages. Yeah, and I think probably safe to say that, you know, this has definitely been a big collaboration between Tetra Pak and customers Absolutely. to make sure that we beef up the level of protocols to ensure the safety across the value chain, right? So it's probably not just at one given point. I think being, you know, looking at the impacts of, of COVID has actually forced everybody to rethink their overall safety approach. I think from a technology side, safe to say, you know, we're quite confident and we've got a long history on, you know, the safeguards that we put in. But I think now it's about how do we work together with our customers to make sure that we're both, we're both as robust in in terms of how we how we work it together absolutely and you know we've also been advising some of our customers on how mm. they may be able to adapt some of those good manufacturing processes to to uh, sorry practices in order to make sure that they can reduce the, the, those potential risks as well so so not only has it been a collaboration in terms of us increasing our controls and our, uh, our our practices to 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 reduce any risks that could be there even though the risks there in the first place were extremely low they're even lower now it, we, we've also been advising our customers and supporting them with anything that they needed in terms of trying to understand firstly what's going on in our process because we deliver our packaging material to them that then comes into their factory and into their production so they need extra assurance that 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 is being treated and handled in a proper way but also then how do they make sure that they can do things in their own production in the best possible way as well and but actually just on reflection what do you think when it comes to food safety one of our biggest learnings 
you know, well, especially in light in light of you know current current circumstances and challenges. Was there think, one particular aha moment or something that you know kind of revealed that a reaffirmed what our current position is, or b was a learning to say, okay, you know, this is an area that we need to focus in on looking moving forward. Well, I think that one of the things that I think that this situation has highlighted, maybe it's not so directly related to food safety, but maybe it's more related to um, food, food security, is, yeah. the, is the fragileness of food supply chains in, uh, in, in a lot of parts of the world. You know, we, we, we've seen some, some shockwaves due to uh, large changes in buying volume and creates what, what has been perceived to be rather shortages of certain products and products packed in Tetra Pak have been part of that because they are shelf shelf stable for long term. So people have been preferring to buy those sort of products and those create challenges for our customers from a production and food safety point of view, because they obviously want to be able to meet that demand as quickly as they can to bring product back to the shelves. But there's a, but, but the, the, the supply chain is set up to produce a consistent quality, consistent food quality at a consistent volume. Suddenly the volumes are becoming consistent and that therefore makes it harder for them to ensure the quality and food safety of their product. I think they've done an outstanding job from the customers that I've been working with and talking to since since this has happened, but it's definitely creates more challenges, particularly obviously as they're in, uh, enduring through you know sickness in their own workforce, in their essential mm -hmm. workforce. They're also obviously one of the practices that they're doing is if someone is showing a fever or any symptoms as they come in to work at the beginning of their shift, they're being either quarantined in the factory temporarily to see if it see if it's something that needs to go away, or they're being sent home. It, it most probably in order to uh, be quarantined to see. So they're also operating on a smaller staff than they normally would because they don't want to endanger their other staff members and they don't want to endanger the production in any way. No, that makes perfect sense. And I think you touched on uh, a good point when, you know, about the the shelf life of our packages, right? And I think because of some of the challenges that we, a lot of the, our customers faced within the supply chain, it actually made it more attractive to go for some of the packages that, you know, didn't require, you know, any of the chilled packages. Um, and I think that probably brings more to value you know, the aseptic technologies that we that we use. But I wanted to shift gears a little bit and look at from a from a regulatory standpoint. Um, are we seeing I know Tetra Pak works quite a lot with, you know, different food and drug administrations, you know, in the US, in China, as well as in, in Europe. Um, do you see a shift in any of that? Do you see a shift in the types of you know, global compliance requirements that are going to be asked for when it comes to food safety? Because I believe they're quite robust as, as they stand today. But do we see a trend or do we see, a, you know, a, a, I don't know, a refocus or a revisit of what is currently um, in place today? So from a regulatory point of view, I think we see that um, across most of the countries in, in the world, that the, the landscape is is quite robust as it is. As as you know, the the FDA in the USA is a um, is, is a very strong organization globally, and then we also have the various uh, food safety agencies from the European Union and uh, and the Chinese um, 
regulator as well. And I think that the general processes that have been established by those regulators over the years are, are, are very robust, you know, particularly the US has recently brought out uh, the Food Safety Modernization Act, which went into force, I think it was um, it was last year. And, and that has put additional, should we say, um, a belt and braces approach to a lot of the quality work that our, cu our customers have to do in the food safety regulations that they have to meet. And it's extended their responsibility into their supply chain, whereas before it was only really focused in. But I think the way that the regulations are generally designed is very good in that they are much more, should we say, um, prescriptive than they are, or, sorry, not prescriptive. They're, they're much more principle based than they are prescriptive based. So mm. what, what that means is that the, the onus in, in most countries is on the producer to ensure that they are producing a, food, a safe food. So it's not that there's a checklist that the producer has to fulfill. It's that they have to take the principle that they know and can show and demonstrate through through data and through clear action and reaction that what they're producing is safe to eat. And, and the great thing when you have a situation like we're in now with the, the COVID-19 pandemic is that those principles still hold true. Right. And it, it also puts the onus on the manufacturer to be able to actually uh, react and to adapt to make sure that they are taking any of these extraneous circumstances into account. Well, can you give a little bit of an indication in terms of how how that works in practice? Meaning, you know, you've got external bodies, you've got food producers. Um, you know, how do we work or how do we collaborate with them to not only make sure that we're compliant? Because I know, for example, when we look at a septic, you know, Tetra Pak played a big part in writing a rule book on aseptic technology, right? But it's not just, it just, the buck doesn't stop there. There's been a lot of progress. So how do we collaborate and engage with the different bodies and our customers to make sure that collectively we're working to ensure the safety of our products, of our packages? Uh that's a that's quite an extensive question, I would say, because it's uh, you know talking to uh, quite a few years of uh, of working together. So I think there are there, there are various different ways that that we as Tetra Pak work with these things. There are things such as the technical community for uh, heat treatment of of food, and Tetra Pak is a prominent member of of various forums that uh, that look into such things those forums then act as technical advisors so the the regulators would normally attend those forums and they can take away any notes that they want to from those technical discussions that tetra pak is very heavily involved in and we present very often at those sort of uh, events and those forum meetings so the the technical advisory works through one part of tetra pak and uh, to, towards other technical communities, those could be from Tetra Pak customers, it could be from other machine or um, material or you know industry uh, companies and share knowledge and make sure that we're all understanding what the best practice is from a food safety point of view and what the different technologies can bring to the table because the food safety is a, should we say, non-competitive uh, subject and it's it's important for everyone that we improve it. But I think then you can look to organizations like the GFSI that we also uh, participate in that really do amazing work 
when it comes to ensuring that food safety standards globally between regulators and between producers and between the producer supply chain are increasing on a year by year basis. And th those organizations, the work that they, they do can't really be sort of put into numbers because it's really invaluable, not just from a bringing different food safety professionals from different producers together, it's much more the, the background work that's done in the work teams in, a, in, in an organization like GFSI it is quite remarkable doing the benchmarking studies. They, 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 they do things like they allow us to be able to look at a regulator in one country and then they've already done a benchmarking to the regulators in all the other countries. So we're able to see what the differences are in the regulators requirements. We're also then able to have um, discussions between industry and regulators on the effectiveness or the correctness of different directions and debates. And that means that there is a, a very clear place for all of these discussions to take place where everyone from the food industry is able to be there and able to have a voice. And that, that, that is really remarkable. No, that, and yeah, and I, I appreciate it. it was a fully loaded question, but I think, <laughs> you know, safe, but safe to say, I mean, we've got our ear to the ground, meaning Absolutely. that we are, we are well connected with the various regulatory bodies in order to have the right level of discussion and exchange. And I think when we look at some of the, you know, people we have within Tetra Pak, you know, global specialists or, um, global experts when it comes to microbi microbiology, chemical um, sciences, aseptic technology. So a lot of that key expertise is what also helps ensure a fruitful and the right level of discussions we have with some of the technical communities outside of Tetra Pak so that we're both we're joined into the discussion, meaning that it's not a discussion that's happening in isolation, but it, it is a discussion happening to all the impacted or affected parties. Exactly. And, and I think it's um, I think it's really important to note that through organizations like GFSI, these discussions are not happening in a sort of lens of we need to improve food safety in order to increase our competitiveness. Right. That's not that's not the, the, the way that this is done by the food industry. The way the food industry takes these discussions is we need to improve food safety because this is what's right to do for everyone in the world. And, that's, and then, the, that's the hat that all the specialists and all of the people like myself come into these discussions and into these forums with the lens of the hat and the and, lens. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think probably as a as a close, this is how what we do at Tetra Pak helps protect what's good. Absolutely. You know, I mean, uh, maintaining food safety and exploring new ways of working is 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 really what we're about, not just food safety in the core of our products, but trying to bring continuous innovation into the market to help you know either increase efficacy reduce cost or increase efficiency of all those processes and uh, you know as a company i feel you feel every day that we're incredibly dedicated to that mission